I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you wanna get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! Okay, you're watching and listening to the Fabulous Film Club, and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Chiang And uh, as usual, every week we watch a, watch local, a local film, film and we review it. Yes. Uh, this week we've been invited to watch a, a special screening of uh, Makilau. Yes! Makilau, Shamsu Yusuf's Makilau. I'm wondering if you're going to get coffee. Mm. Uh, you think he'll buy me coffee at this screening now? You, you maybe can buy him I'll buy him coffee. Well, right now uh, there's a meet and greet at the back. You know the actors, you know? So, it is so full of Okay, okay, we watched. Uh, Mat Kilau. We watched Mat Kilau. It was a special screening. Uh, and it was we a were, premiere screening. A premiere was last week. No, yesterday mm. was the premiere. Last week was the gala. Oh, I see. So we were invited by Zaf from Zavlog uh, under his ticket. Yeah, thanks. Because who are we, right? <laughs> we will never, we will never be invited to Minongkopi. You we know? were invited to Minum Kopi. Oh, we were invited to Minum Kopi, but never we invited, not invited to watch it. We were invited to Galas, <laughs> la. No, it's not a thing. Um, it was nice. It was a, there was a and greet session. The cast were there. Um, a lot of people in Tanjats. A lot there. of people came in Tanjats and Baju Melayu and Sampin and Chapals and... I don't know, you know, I, I'm like... Uh, you know how when Star Wars fans go, they go and watch Star Wars and they dress up like Luke Skywalker or obi Two Kenobi? And they wear Star Wars Yeah, T-shirt. R3-D3 and all that and then they bring lightsabers and all that. Which one and one? <laughs> I, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I'm not going to be dressing up in a tanja and sampin and all that to watch Mat Kilau. Okay? Yeah, and also here's a PSA. Turns out, when you go and watch a movie in the cinema and you have a tanja, the person behind you can't really see a corner <laughs> of the screen. Speaking from experience. Yeah, so, I mean, it's fine. Okay. They, want to, they want to go dress up and watch a movie. It's totally fine. Doesn't mean I don't have to be annoyed. La. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like wearing your favourite band's t-shirt when you go and watch the concert. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you don't go watch Weezer and wear a Weezer t-shirt. 
Yeah, you wear a Foo Fighters t-shirt. No, 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 no. You try to avoid wearing any rock band t-shirts also if you go to a rock show, oh, okay? Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, no. Mm. You gotta be cool, you gotta be chill, you gotta... <sighs> Fine, <sighs> okay, we're not they, here. They don't know how to do all this, you know, okay, chill okay, stuff. Okay. Anyway. There's no chill. There is no chill. Yeah, so anyway... Mm. Um, we watched the film, Mat Kilau. Mm. Um, look. I'm a big fan of historical heroes, mm. right? Uh, like Hang Tua. Hey, real or not, we don't know, you know, but we desperately need it to be real. Uh, <laughs> Mark Kilau. M. Nasir is very real, okay? <laughs> he's yeah. a real person. He's a, he's a real person, yes. M. Nasir, mm, yeah. What, 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 what's the song? Uh, uh, I forgot that the song. That M. Nasir song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay, we're not anyway. here to talk about M. Nasir. Anyway. We're here to talk about... Yeah. The historical uh, heroes. Uh, okay, but we're here to talk about Makila. Yeah. yeah, I, I like Makila. I mean, we, <laughs> I grew up learning about his story, you know, where mm. he fought the British against colonialism and all that. Then he disappeared. Now, the interesting story about Makila is that he disappeared after mm. a couple of years fighting the British. Mm. But a lot of people thought he died. Dying. Or he got disappeared, you know, like, like uh, from the, the colonialists, lah, right? But then he turns up in the 70s or mm. 60s, and he's really old. He's staying in Kuantan, Jalan Gambang. <laughs> and, and it's him. He's changed his name, you know, uh, several times. So it's like as if he, like, he kind of he ran away. Lah. Didn't want to get caught or whatever. So they discovered him as an old man. Um, the Pahang state government actually formed a committee to find out if he, that's really him. Mm. And yeah, they confirmed that it's him. And he died. I think he died in early early 70s. Mm. His hardcore fans say he died at the age of 122 years old. Hmm. But realistically, they say he died around 100, 405 years old. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, see, the biggest story about Mark Kilau is that he's got ilmu kebal, you know, like, take a kris, chucho, the kris bends, you know, shoot, the British, the British shoots their rifle, boom, pew, pew, he just bounces off his chest, you know, it's like Superman, faster than a speeding bullet. Okay, so and the first thing that, you need to yeah? know is that this film is not about Mark Kilau. It is just inspired by yeah. Mark Kilau. Uh, it's about uh, Mark Kilau. There's, there's all the characters are there. Mark Kilau, yeah. Datuk Bahaman, all Tok Gajah, all are there. Uh, right? But it's, it's just ins- inspired yeah, it's by... Not his, it's yeah. not a biopic, okay? Yeah, it's not a biopic. It's uh, inspired by his story. Yeah. La. Okay, so what is it about? Oh, you, you just said it. <laughs> no, we said it's not about Mark Kilau. Uh. Basically, what it's about it's is it's a fictional. Uh, it's a fictional portrayal. Are you ready? Yes. Mm. It's basically about. Don't yeah. review the film, right? Are you reviewing the film now, sir? Are you going to tell the story first? No, I'm telling you what it's about. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. It's about bad white people uh. who have brown people who are not Malay people. You know the other brown people uh, as their underlings, and one Chinese Talibarut against. Every single Malay person in Pahang. That's what the film is about. And then in the, in the movie also, right? There doesn't seem to be a lot of Malays in Pahang. And the white people don't really seem very white also. But let's <laughs> talk about that. In a nutshell, that's what this film is about. And yeah. at the end of the day, all you need to know is if you are Malay and Muslim, you will prevail. Yeah. And you must hang on to that for dear life. Because without Islam, you are nothing. Uh. And all your... He says it even. Your culture, your language, your budaya, 
all of this means nothing without your religion. Yeah. So that's what the film is about lah. Yeah. So Mark Kilau, <laughs> Mark Kilau has a bunch of friends. They practice silat. Uh, like the real, like the real Mark Kilau story. Yeah. Practice silat under his father Tok Gajah. Mm. Um, uh, and and of course, the British are trying to gain ground in in Malaya. You know, going to the East Coast and all that. So uh, the Malay sultans are all like already in cahoots with the British lah because the British said okay we'll keep you in power but you got to let us do whatever we want mm. so there's this group of uh, 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 the, yeah the, 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 these lords lah mm. right bangsawan bangsawan Melayu right who feel like cannot 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 so they picked Markilau to be like a leader of a rebellion lah basically mm. so this Markilau go lah he's a Luke Skywalker yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now shall we talk about the review the film lah review the film Oh. It's, it's, it has some great actors in it, right? Yes. It's got Bito Kushairi. It's got, it's got Dato Adiputra. No, it's Mat Kilau. There's so many Datos, okay, in this movie. There's Dato Adiputra, there's Dato Jalal bin Hassan, there's Dato Rahim Razali. Yeah. So many Datos. So, all the dat- some Datos are in this film, but the one that plays Mat Kilau is Dato Adiputra, who is like, yes, he could get it. He could. He could, but really? not as much as Bito Kushari could get it. Yeah, because yes. I I see Adi Putra as oh. you know you know he plays Mike Kira right, but and the entire film he's just running like a buffalo. What? <laughs> did, did you no. notice every shot is he's running like a buffalo? No, mm, I'm gonna attack the British. I'm gonna attack the British. He's like a buffalo. No. He's got he, no neck. No, mm. he thinks okay, and he does it gently. Yeah, okay. then after he thinks, then after he no. thinks, he runs like a buffalo. Every fight scene, he's running like a buffalo. And then I think there were scenes where he's even running faster than the bullet. When he he overtakes the bullet, got <laughs> He's just running like a buffalo attacking all the British people. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, okay. Uh. I don't remember so much running lah. Yeah. I felt like he stood still quite a bit. But anyway, so it's like quite a pretty co- solid lineup of people. Mm. Uh, it's got Dato Adi Putra. It's got so the Makilau bros are like Dato Adi Dato Dato Adi Putra is Makilau. His father Togaja is one Hanafisu, and then his bro, his best bro, is Bita Kushari. Mm. Uh, played, uh, his character's name is Wahid. Mm. And then his brother Awang is played by Fatah Amin, who surprisingly looks really good with long hair. Wow. <laughs> Fatah Amin yes. always looks good. Uh. It's always look. No, good. but we didn't like Fatah Amin in the last thing Fatah Amin did. But anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. Anyway, everybody looks great lah in this film, and like some other bros also. Uh, Kira Rahman is in it at some point as well. Uh, yeah. So so it's got a nice cast lineup, whom I must say also acted really well. Uh, all of them, I felt. Um, but yeah, yeah. look, look. Technically, it's a great film. Uh, Shamsul Yusuf knows what he's doing, right? Nice shots. It's a blockbuster uh, film. It's a blockbuster film. It's great. You know, it's it's tight. Uh, it's uh, got good shots. Edited nicely. It's directed well. Um, written quite okay also. Uh, that you, you've got a story arc there, you know? Um, and so, so it's not like we're going to criticize his bad filmmaking, but I, I, I just didn't like the story and the ideology behind it, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's quite bad in that sense. Okay, yeah. So everything that you want in a great film is there. But, and I guess you could say this is a personal opinion, the, the messaging and the story and the ideology behind the entire film is not great. And actually... I felt as a, a film that's supposed to be inspired by or centered around a historical hero, that was quite exciting for me. Um, and because you don't get a lot of those, right? I mean, 
What was the last one? I'm nasi santua. No, putih gudang ledang, which also was like quite a while ago actually. Um, I guess so. It was something to look forward to lah. But then it was done like this. Um, basically what they've done is they've used uh, a historical figure to reinforce a fairly extremist, homogenous ideology of um, you know using violence as a mean of uh, getting I guess getting your way lah and um, they rationalize it by saying you know the British were oppressing uh, the Malays uh, the British are cruel but the British are very two-dimensional in this film uh, it's it's it it they memang were just there to serve the purpose of the villain there was no other like like arc to them at all but it's also the same for the Malays in the film Everybody there's no purpose yeah there's no purpose to them other than to stand up for their religion not even their their culture or their race or their people ah it's just all about standing up for your religion all about hanging no, on to your bangsa faith god, for bangsa god for bangsa god i want but at the end he already said ah it doesn't matter okay what matters is your religion if you hold on to islam you, hold on you have to your everything religion, you will be the best version of melayu that you can be so it was very clear what the film was trying to tell us lah um, but we were not particular fans of the ideology lah in a time where you're supposed to be you know uh, diverse and multicultural um, there are so many other ways to, to do biopics about warriors I saw the biopic uh, okay to do stories about historical figures uh, that you know fight against oppressions uh, take for example Iman right um, sure Iman is also Chinese propaganda in some way oh, oh, Hong Kong propaganda in some way but it's also a film that subtly tells you that uh, you shouldn't go up against the Chinese but Iman's character is not a character that is constantly hopping on that number one number two he doesn't Iman, run like a buffalo he doesn't, <laughs> run, he doesn't really run at all Iman just stands still most yeah. of the time Iman fights all oppressors he even fights his fellow Chinese. Like in the very first Iman, he's fighting against the the labor the labor for labor rights or whatever, right? And then after that, he fights the Japanese, and then eventually he fights the white people. Uh, so it it shows that you're supposed to defend yourself against all types of oppression. That kind of messaging I can get with this type of messaging was just very clear that you should fight uh, the oppression that infringes on your malayness. Or your Muslimness, and it just kept talking about that over and over and over again. And in this day and age, right, with this kind of tensions already so much in place in society, is this really the kind of messaging that we want to be putting out to people? Why are we enabling the racists? Why are we enabling the extremists? Why are we telling them that what they're doing is okay? Uh, Maybe that wasn't the intention, but that was definitely the the message that this movie sends out lah. So I wasn't so cool with that lah. Yeah, you said it already. <laughs> oh, oh, is it? Okay. I thought you were No, I, I didn't like the movie. Uh mm. it's 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 grossly racist. Right? It's so <laughs> racist. Um I know that it's okay to you know, to be proud of your heritage, of your, of your, your uh, ethnicity, of your race, even of your religion, mm. right? It's okay to be proud of all of that. 
But when you make a film like this, this film just portrays or uh, it, it's just it just reeks of superiority, you know. Uh, feeling that your race is the only good one, the best one, your religion is the best one, right? Um, and everybody else is bad, right? Any other religion or race is just inferior to you lah, you know? Um, and that is what this film, it feels like that, you know, it feels like that. Um, I, I like, for example, if we watch um, movies like like you said like Iman right you watch Iman yeah you feel this nationalistic pride even though you're not Chinese I'm not from China I'm not from Hong Kong or whatever right but I feel this pride of wanting to stand up for what is right you know but when I watch <laughs> Matilau I'm like holy crap I cringe you cringe because every five minutes there is a line by any one of the characters saying Kita kena lawan untuk bangsa dan agama. Kita kena pertahankan bangsa dan agama. You know, there is a scene where Bito Kushairi, Wahid, has a pregnant wife who is begging him not to go and fight because she needs him at home. He leaves her and says, Saya, what, what? Uh, uh, my priority, right, adalah yang keutamaan adalah bangsa dan agama. And then the wife is like, Saya macam mana? Anak macam mana? Saya akan makan bila balik nanti. And he leaves the house. And the wife cries. Yeah. And the wife is so... The wife is saying, look, prioritize lah. Actually, right, all the characters in this film were all so single, one-dimensional. Except for maybe Bito Kushari's wife, right? Because she portrayed that fact. That she, she, Her character is like... She's the she's only one. She's yeah, like, she's, hello, I'm pregnant. I need my husband. Okay, yeah. so She's the only one that feels like, yeah, okay, you want to fight for your country, your, your, your land and all that, right? But there is an immediate priority here, you know, right? An immediate priority, which is your wife and your, your child, right? What, what do you do then? Shouldn't there be a conflict there? But all these characters have no conflict of that sort, right? They're like pure, one-dimensional lah. They've only got like one purpose in their entire life, right? Uh, and, then, and then she dies, I don't care, I don't like the movie, so I'm going to spoil it, right? She dies. Wahid is heartbroken, and now he feels bad. But at, at, while the wife is dying, the wife can suddenly change her person. Okay, now fight for your people. Ah. Fight for your people. Suddenly change already. If I were the wife, I'm like, fuck you. You left me. Now your son is dead. Your baby is dead. Son or daughter or whoever. I'm going to die. I go lah. You got what you want, right? Now you don't even have us. Go fight for your, go fight for your people. Go fight for your bangsa and agama. You know, no family really like, no ties, yeah, freedom, right? Do whatever you want. Yeah. I, I, I cannot understand that. Mm. I was 100% there for all of the close-ups of Bito Kushari's face, though, I have to say. Yeah, but it's it just, was just, great. It, it was just so, <laughs> it was terrible, right? None of the characters had any conflict in them. They were not humans, basically. Mm. Except I, for that, the, the no. Kira Rahman's character had a conflict like that. Which they address at the beginning. And then he and joins the fight anyway. He, yeah, and then he was he has this old father lah, basically that he's taking care of and he says, Look, I can't join your I can't rebellion. Do it. Right? Okay, I take because care I have of my other priorities. And they're saying whether if you don't join it, they they're gonna come for you anyway. And he's like, uh well, 
we need to think about like us and anyway the Malays are uh, but he was also kind of used as a propaganda tool because he was he was saying things like well the Malays are not united anyway and unless you can get the Malays to unite there's no point to all of this and so then later on he comes and joins the fight yeah. okay great but, so, but, but, but that's the thing you see Mat Kilau and his friends his father and all these bangsawan bangsawan Melayu in, in the show uh, in the show uh, in, in the film uh, there's no other way they're so judgmental it's their way or no way it's their way or the highway lah, basically. You're with me or you're not with me, right? If you look in society, right, everybody has different context, background and everything. Everybody has different demons lah that they have to deal with, right? Some people need to take care of their families. Some people need to do so. Not everybody can pick up arms and go fight the colonialists, right? So everybody play their role lah. Don't be so judgmental lah, Makilao. In this movie. Which is why they pick you in the first place, yeah. you know. You are supposed to you be the leader, right? You are supposed to do it. Ha, you are the one that Damn was trained it. in Silat and all that. And supposed to be like right? so And some terror. admiral, so terror. <laughs> right? You go do it lah. And then, you want to persuade the kampung folk to come and help you, right? And the kampung folk is like, we cannot, we cannot. What are we going to do? They're going to kill us. Oh, we're scared. Ha, you you go to, now then you get angry. You get angry that normal, ordinary kampung folks are scared? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then the way he was talking to them wasn't the even way. like a slow talk or so. He yeah. was just like, you have to do it because if not, you're not Malay or Muslim. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make so a comparison with Bukit Kepong ah, by Jin Shamsuddin. Ah. Oh my god. Bukit Kepong. Uh. See, the kampung folk in the end comes out and rise up and helps the police, right? But to fight the communists. Scared. But they were still scared, right? And they still did it. And no, there's no way in, in that show where the police actually went to the people, you got to help us, you know. If not, you're lousy. You're not Muslim if you don't help us. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this Makilao and his gang is like, these are the Pahlawan, you know? It's supposed to be Pahlawan in the story. And then they're like, oh, you don't help us. They, get, they got angry with the orang kampung who they are supposed to be defending. Can be sarcastic and then so sarcastic with them some more. A bit uh, holier than thou, you know? Yeah. And then, and then they, they talk about Malays not being united lah and all that. Okay, fine. I get it. You're trying to... You're trying to relate it to current affairs. You're, you're, you're socially... You're social critiquing. Oh! In your film. Wow. But, think about it. We are in... Like what you said just now, right? We are in an environment, in a, in a society where... We're trying to... Very hard to, to promote multiculturalism. Well, we you know, yeah. are trying very hard yeah. to promote as much as possible. As much as possible. Yeah, as much as possible, we don't want to have any racial tensions and uh, fine that's you want to make a film like I don't know I guess you have a right to make a film like that but think about the society where you're releasing the film in lah right don't you have a responsibility to society look Shamsu Yusuf is a great blockbuster film director he's, he's got this golden touch you know magic touch where the Midas touch any film he makes is like breaking box office records right which is great for him but don't you think that when you have that power, you also have a responsibility? You know, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't know uh, the filmmakers personally or well at all, right? But maybe this is not their intention. Maybe it's not his intention to promote a very extremist point of view. Mm. Uh, he just wanted to show like pride in you know Malay pride and all that, which is fine. But maybe the way it was done didn't portray that lah. Yeah. Coming to that though. Yeah. Shamsul Yusuf has always made radical extremist films. That's true. In blockbusters. So yes. this is actually no different from all no the different. other things. No different. Yeah, you're right. Done. No different. His messaging throughout has been very consistent. Be super Islamic in the most 
I actually quite un Islamic way, lah, if you think about it, lah, okay? But it's like he has a very specific brand of Islam that he pushes in all his films. Very fire and brimstone, uh, very all or nothing, very like berjihad. Uh, in only that specific way mm. that he's always promoted in every single film. Munafik, Munafik 2, and uh, now this. Uh, it, it's very rare, other than the action-packed ones, that it's not a film that's extreme, la, I felt. Yeah. And the ideology and the messaging is actually very consistent of a Shamsul Yusuf film. I was hoping that it wouldn't be like that. So yes, I saw that it was a Shamsul Yusuf film. I saw that the end credits were actually the same as the Munafik end credits. Wow. But... I was hoping that because it was about Makilao and it was about a, a Malay warrior in the 1800s that it wouldn't come out so like that. Mm. And that was what was greatly disappointing. La. The potential of it to have been a really good film overall was so strong. And parts of it are actually really good. I I personally like the, the shots and everything and the way that it was directed. It was actually quite tight. Um, yeah la, there was like some fight scenes that were maybe a little too long and the dialogue was very very tiresome throughout but the messaging and the ideology is something that Mima I can never get behind la. Um, I think he does feel a responsibility to the audience that he makes these films for but the problem with it is that the audience that he makes this film for is not Malaysia it is a subset of a Malay Muslim community Mm. And that's it. But here's here's a conflict that I have. I think he has a right to do it. Yeah. You know, he can make this film however he wants. And he, he makes it because of however he grew up or whatever his his mind his his perspective is. And and he has a right to do it. Right? So this film can be out in the cinemas. But when it is out in the cinemas, there needs to also be consequences and well not consequences but you need to have people debate it lah. Yeah. You know, you're putting out an ideology there. And you can't say that, okay, this ideology is the only ideology out there. You're allowed to put your ideology out, but you've got to accept other people giving different thoughts and opinions about it too. Mm. You know? Yeah. And then here is my problem with the film industry as a whole lah. Mm. We only really ever push out or promote these kinds of messaging. These are the ones that get the widest touch the blockbuster hits, whatever, uh, the big promotions and the funding to even make these films. But when it comes to making a film that doesn't adhere to the majority ideology, we ban it, we limit the screenings. It doesn't matter if it's a good story or not, we don't really give them the same amount of push. So it's not equal, you know. Sure, Samsung Yusuf has the right to produce this film. And it but has everybody right, should have a right yeah, to Yeah, but everybody it. should have the same equal right. Yeah. The thing about it is that Samsung Yusuf lives in a cloud of privilege where he can make this film and it the film itself already comes out bloated with privilege marketing they're, they're on a tour right now mm. and other films uh, that could be equally good in story don't get that same push and thus the drama of Paul Awela yeah. but, but I have to say there are, there are mainstream movies that kind of get that push too and they're blockbusters too like Police Evil Mm. Police Evil is blockbuster, they've, but they've got a good messaging. They've got a very uh, a peaceful, non-extremist, uh, almost multicultural uh, uh, ideology behind it, uh, and that get that gets a uh, that gets a mainstream push too, right? Um, I, I. But you get like one Police Evil in like 
5-10 years mm. And you get a shop So you also film More often than that Yeah So So maybe what needs to happen Is people with this uh, uh, Alternate um, Ideology To be more active Make more mainstream films Rather than just concentrating On making art house films <laughs> You know it, it, I mean Be honest right You want the mainstream audience to accept your film, but then you're making it in an art house style. Also a little bit delusional lah. Mm. You know, oh, I want it to be blockbuster hit. And then you have like a five minute long shot of a guy smoking at the window. <laughs> you know, <laughs> tak boleh. Also, right? So, you, you have to get that balance lah. You yeah. know, you have to get that balance. Uh. And all films need to have equal opportunity lah, basically. Hmm. I mean, there's supposed to be a two-week wajib tayang, which, yes, there is a two-week wajib tayang, but the thing is, the way that they space out the screenings is very interesting. So yes, technically it screens for two two weeks, but in the last week there's only like two cinemas showing it. For example, at you know? eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, so it needs to have equal opportunity. All these films need to have. It just it just basically overall, the industry needs to be better if all narratives are going to be heard equally. Uh. And right now, it's not. Which is why Makila is frustrating to me because this is going to be heard really well and going to be received really well by the subset that it's for but then what happens to everybody else? It's already beating Jurassic World mm. <laughs> so, It just got released you know, this week Yeah, it's not hard to beat Jurassic World Yeah, one. Jurassic World was horrible Yeah Yeah. So, there you go um, So now, will you tell people to go watch it? No <laughs> I would tell people not to go and watch it uh, But, if you wanna if you, if you want to bang on the film, go watch it lah. Then you got something to bang. You got a basis to bang. Well, you know what? But uh. I would actually tell people to go watch it. Mm. Even if you don't agree with the ideologies and the messaging. We've told you already now that this is what it is. Mm. You should still go watch it and decide for yourself. Is it really as radical as we've said it is? Is it really as tiresome? And if you're Chinese or Indian, uh, don't go and watch it and get angry lah because I've already told you already you are not represented in this film well or at all. So you have to go and watch it basically knowing already that these are the things that you're going to encounter. Mm. Uh, so if you can get past all of that then go watch it. If you're going to go watch it and come out bitching about all of these same things then don't waste your time lah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, and yes, also go watch it because Bito Kushari is in it. So yeah. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Now let's let's wrap it up with the good stuff about the film. It's done really well. We said that just now yeah. at the beginning. It's done very well. Good performances. Dialogue not so good. Uh, beautiful set. You know the way it's shot is nice. Good directing. You know, uh, good editing. It's nice. Oh oh, I wanted yeah. to commend Shamsul Yusuf for not starring in it. Oh yeah. Yes. Thank so you. I felt for not like starring in it. I felt no. I felt like it was kind of a growth because. He usually is the, the star of these of kind films, of... The, yeah. the, he literally is the star that drives home all of this messaging. But this time, he wasn't in the film at all. And I think because of that, I really, really enjoyed the film. And I thought he had a really good lineup of people yeah. also. And um, for a film that is uh, preaching uh, Islamic values and everything, it's so homoerotic, you guys. That also I really liked. Like, the men were really not afraid to, like... Hug each other, hug touch each, each other, other cry with each other. Cry, and, like... At the end, there's even a scene where... Adi Putra is carrying Vito Kushari, and it's just so, like... Wow! 
<laughs> it yeah. was a lot. It they cry for each other, you know, when they, they uh, you know, when, when they die or whatever, yeah, when they fight, the, all that, they're crying and. It's like some hyped up bromance on steroids, but with tanjas and bajum layus and just so much like mengucaps and tears. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. You count the entire film, right? The many times the they Kalima Shahada is, is stated, right? It's, it's mentioned, right? Phew! Wow, so much. Um, Everyone on that film set is a born again Muslim lah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, I hey, guess. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, like this, like this video. Like this video don't, don't like, like it. This video. But do let us know what you think. So no, I was gonna say uh. like this movie. Don't like this movie. <laughs> Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on all our social media platforms at Fatbidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything. You've been watching and listening to the Fatbidin Film Club. Yeah, and uh, I'm Sumi and Zanazli. And I'm Shelly Rizawan.